We're going to go back and get this oldie but goodie. He has done great things for me.
this day that you have given unto us. We thank you, O God, for all this day represents. A day of memorial for our nation. A day of new beginnings for our graduates. A day of thanksgiving for this family, of this new child. Oh God, we give you glory, we give you praise, and we say have your way in this service. Speak to our hearts, speak to our minds. We thank you for those who gather here in person, for those who gather virtually, for those who make up this collective and virtual body. We give you glory, honor, and praise, and we say now, oh God. bless you. Listen, welcome to K Chapel. Welcome for this is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. If you don't mind, I know in, in, in most celebrations, they tell you to hold your applause until the end. I'm going to do something a little different. As we get started, why don't you give an applause right now? An applause for the God of our salvation, but also an applause for these graduates who will come in at this moment. We thank God for God who is so good. God who has been so good to each of you. We will hear now the list of graduates. For those of you who are at home, on your smart devices, you can see the pictures of all of the graduates. Uh, perhaps if you're watching, you might want to do that at another time. But all of the pictures and bios are there for you to peruse so that you'll get an up-close personal understanding of who they are and all the great accomplishments that they have done. Let's hear our graduates for 2021. Present to you the graduates of the class of 2021. Starting with our high school graduates, Javen Allen. Javen is the son of Deacon Perry and Fatisa Allen. He is a graduate of Germantown High School, 
located in Madison, Mississippi. Javen's plan is to attend Tougaloo College and major in biology with a goal of becoming a wildlife biologist. Javen Allen. Kennedy Brown. Kennedy is the daughter of Deacon Kenneth and Toya Brown. She is a graduate of Germantown High School located in Madison, Mississippi. Kennedy's plan is to attend the University of Alabama at Birmingham and major in biology with the goal of becoming a reconstructive plastic surgeon. Kennedy Brown. James Jones. James is the son of Stella Jones. He is a graduate of Callaway High School, located in Jackson, Mississippi. James' plan is to attend Prairie View A&M University and major in electrical engineering with the goal of becoming an electrical engineer. Madison Lamaria Jones. Madison is the daughter of Jason Jones and Christopher and Erica Robinson Jones. She is a graduate of Terry High School, located in Terry, Mississippi. Madison's plan is to attend the University of Southern Mississippi, majoring in biological biomedical sciences, with the goal of becoming an OBGYN. Michaela Lowry. Michaela is the daughter of Ernestine Newton. She is a graduate of Murrah High School, located in Jackson, Mississippi. Michaela's plan is to attend Texas Southern University and major in biology with the goal of becoming a neurosurgeon. Destiny Smith. Destiny is the daughter of Jackie Watson. She is a graduate of Forest Hill High School. Destiny's plan is to attend Kokaya Lincoln Community College and major in the Applied Sciences program with a concentration in pre-med nursing. Deja Williams. Deja is the daughter of Destiny Williams. She is a graduate of Callaway High School, located in Jackson, Mississippi. Deja's plan is to attend Tuskegee University and major in education with the goal of becoming a nurse. Devin Alexander Winder. Devin is the son of Marcus and Karen Winder. He is a graduate of Northwest Rankin High School located in Floyd, Mississippi. Devin's plan is to attend Mississippi State University and major in electrical engineering. Kenneth Walker 
is the son of Anthony Anderson and Latoya Williams and the grandson of Fern Anderson. He is a graduate of Clinton High School. Kenneth's plan is to attend East Mississippi Community College and major in civil engineering. Our college graduates. Brianna Butler is the daughter of Deacon Coy Marcus and Felicia Gentry. She is a graduate of the University of Mississippi where she earned her bachelor's degree in exercise science. Her plan is to continue her education and earn a master's degree in occupational therapy. Brianna Cry. Brianna Cry is the daughter of Frizzell and Anitra Cry. She is a graduate of Hampton University where she earned her Bachelor of Science degree in kinesiology. She will be attending Virginia Commonwealth University, where she is enrolled in the Doctor of Physical Therapy program. Jalicia Dixon Taylor. Jalicia is the daughter of Derek and Felicia Dixon Taylor. She is a graduate of Mississippi College, where she has earned her bachelor's degree in nursing. Our master's degrees. Deacon Kenneth Brown is a graduate of Bellhaven University. He's earned his master's of science and leadership degree. He is currently employed with the Mississippi Highway Safety Patrol, where he is the director of DPS Driver Services Bureau. Kimberly Ellis. Kimberly Ellis is the daughter of Leonard and Muriel Ellis. Kim is a graduate of Jackson State University where she earned her master's degree in early childhood education. Kim plans to continue her education and enrolling in a doctoral program. Brittany Harris is the daughter of Randy and Terry Harris. Brittany is a graduate of Bellhaven University where she earned her master's degree in health administration. She is currently employed at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, where she is a medical laboratory scientist. Our specialist degrees. Jennifer Gray. Jennifer is the daughter of Reverend Dwight and Terry Gray. Jennifer is a graduate of William Carey University, where she has earned her educational specialist in instructional leadership. Olivia Porter. Olivia is the daughter of Mary Burks and wife of Rico Porter. Olivia is a graduate of Jackson State University, where she earned her specialist in administration and supervision 
K through 12. Her goal is to one day become head administrator of her own school and to matriculate into becoming the youngest superintendent or first female superintendent of a school district. Congratulations, graduates. seated 2021 graduates amen amen god is great and he is so greatly to be praised amen well listen it's time to praise the lord can we do that can we just give god some praise in this house amen amen y'all y'all sound a little y'all ready to praise him amen because i know they are amen Amen. You at home, I hope you're ready to praise him. We're going to get our virtual voices. We're going to get this live band and we're going to worship the Lord together. If you can, stand to your feet and let's just go into some high praise this morning.
Precious Lord, we come first and foremost thanking you. Thanking you for all that you have given us, all that you will give us. Lord, we're asking for healing. Healing of those for those yes. that are ill. Yes. Healing for those who are recovering from serious illnesses and still have remnants of those illnesses. Pray, man. Lord, we ask for healing in relationships. Mm. Heal those relationships mm. between mother and father, between yes, parents and children, My God. between governments, Praise between you. those that are opposed to each other. Heal those mm. relationships, Lord. Lord, heal this nation of its social unrest. Yes, sir. Lord, we ask after those healings, give us strength. Give us all strength to go forward. Lord, give us strength to praise you and let everyone know that it's you that controls it all. Yes, God. In your darling son, Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, it's giving time, amen. God has been so great and gracious unto us. He provides all of our needs, the Bible says, according to his riches in glory. I don't believe there's anybody here uh, who will go on record saying they have wanted for anything that the Lord has not met their need. Amen. God has been good. Amen. That's right. God has been good. He's been faithful to tending to our needs. And this is the time when we celebrate uh, the faithfulness and the goodness of our God by giving back a portion of that with which he has blessed us. There are any number of ways that we can give that are uh, on your screen right now. However you choose to give, we ask that you do two things. Give so regularly and give so cheerfully for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Amen.
testify he's the source where would I be if it were not for the Lord he's the source he gives me what I need he's the source when I feel like I'm running out of strength he supply he's the source oh bless his name I feel that hallelujah hallelujah can anybody say he's the source you are you are you The source, you're the source. My God, my God, I'm not for God. Come on and praise his holy name. If you know if it had not been for the Lord on your side, brought you through this year, brought you through last year, brought you through your academic studies, brought you through COVID, brought you through trials, brought you through, hallelujah. Oh, bless your name, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Derek, I don't know if you prayed. Did you pray already? I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead and bless the offering, man. Precious Lord, we like to thank those who were able to give, those who had it in their hearts to give. Lord, make sure that we use these givings and these blessings the way you would have it to see fit. In your darling son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, bless his name. Amen. Amen. Listen, we want to keep uh, members uh, 
in our prayers as has been prayed for by our deacon. Uh, there are members who are sick. There are also members who are experiencing bereavement at this time, the loss of loved ones. I want to lift up and ask that you keep lifted up in your prayers, Brother Hank Anderson, uh, who lost his youngest sister, Gail Anderson Craft. Also, Deaconess Helen Luster uh, lost her brother, Eddie Gordon, in Chicago. Uh, keep also uh, Sister Catherine Simmons in your prayers, of course. Uh, brother Lee Simmons' uh, funeral was here on yesterday. Uh, so keep the Simmons family in your prayers. Lift up Sister Fern Anderson. You saw her grandson was a graduate, uh, but while yet celebrating the graduation, uh, she lost her son, uh, Harold Anderson, in Georgia uh, this past Monday. So lift her up. And lastly, also keep in your prayer Sister Terry Gray, uh, who lost her father, Bernard Kelly. Uh, I believe that was last week as well. Uh, please keep those families in your prayers. Amen. Uh, we know God is a very present help in time of trouble. He will certainly see to our needs. I want you to also, uh, in your time during the week, uh, we're trying to make uh, information available to you in as many ways and formats as possible. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the ways that we're doing that is uh, virtually the program, the digital program, uh, is available on the K Chapel app. And so for those of you who are here on in in-person in worship, you didn't receive a bulletin, uh, but you probably got a little purple card that has a, a QR scan code on it. Uh, if you scan that code with your uh, personal devices, uh, you will see the digital program. On that program this morning, you will see pictures of all of the graduates, their names. Uh, you will also see all of the announcements uh, for the upcoming week, all of the things that are on our calendar uh, for this upcoming week. I believe there's some very particular, very important announcements you saw uh, in the countdown, the Vacation Bible School that is coming up, but also uh, Youth Day is coming up. Amen. Uh, Sister Fatisa, uh, that is June 12th. Is that right? June 12th? June 13th. Amen. So uh, 12th and 13th. All right. Good enough. 12th and 13th Youth Day is coming up. They've got some wonderful activities for our young people. We're going to be going out uh, to formerly Smith Will Stadium, which is now um, um, Hank Aaron. Thank you, Hank Aaron Stadium. Uh, we're going to be watching a movie there, and I think they're going to. Well, I won't say it all. There's going to be some good, good, uh, exciting moments there. So, all of our young people want to be a part of Youth Weekend again. That's June twelfth and thirteenth. Thank God for our youth department uh, under the direction of Brother uh, Ken Brown, uh, who's receiving his master's. Amen. God bless you. Thank God for you and your. Uh, diligence. We thank God for all of our our families who are here celebrating uh, with our graduates. At the conclusion of the service, uh, there is a brunch that has been prepared for our graduates and their immediate families. And so we're going to celebrate in grand style. We thank God uh, for the committee um, uh, who made sure that those things uh, were done for this year. And we thank God for your presence on this morning. Amen. Listen, I told you there are several things we're doing along with our graduates. We want to also... We want to also dedicate this child, this uh, new addition to the Porter uh, family. We want to thank God for uh, Rico and Olivia Porter and their new child, Rylan Amir Porter. And we want to dedicate that child unto the Lord on this morning. We're going to ask that the family uh, and those who you're asking to be a part of this uh, celebration, if they will join us now for just a moment. 
yes, Jesus loves us. The Bible tells us so. stay up here for now if that's okay and we thank God for all who are here I believe we got uh, well all sorts of people we got godparents right um, I don't want to miss anybody I don't know all the roles that are being played here but beautiful family uh, and a beautiful baby amen this is Mr. Rylan Amir Porter amen how old is Rylan now two months old God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I love it. We're not wasting any time getting him dedicated unto the Lord. Amen. God has been so good to you. Uh, you all are, are newly, uh, I'll still call you newlyweds. Amen. And this new addition uh, to your family is certainly a great gift uh, from the Lord. Uh, we know uh, that faith is a matter of personal choice and a matter of personal decision. Uh, but we also know that as parents and as people uh, who have been given the great gift of parenting, that we have an obligation to bring our children up in the admonition of the Lord. We have an obligation to, as best as possible, share the precepts and the principles of God's word uh, so that in time our children will come to faith in Christ. And so really a baby dedication is as much for the parents as it is for the child. It's a time when you say to the Lord and to this gathering of public witnesses that you will do everything in your power to make sure that this young man knows who his Lord is, that he accepts Jesus as Lord and Savior, and he will be saved by, the faith, by faith in Christ, uh, who have, have, having given himself uh, for this wonderful, beautiful child. That being said, I'm going to ask you just a few questions, and if you agree with those questions, I ask that you respond by saying, I do, okay? Do you now dedicate your child to the Lord who gave him to you all, surrendering all worldly claims upon his life in the hope that he will wholly belong to God? Do you pledge as parents that with God's help, you will bring up your child in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, making every reasonable effort with patience and love to build the word of God, the character of Christ, and the joy of the Lord into his life? Do you also, with God helping you, promise to make it your regular prayer that by God's grace, this child will come to trust in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of his sins and for the fulfillment of all his promises to him, even eternal life, and in this faith, follow Jesus as Lord and obey, and obey his teachings. For those of you who are gathered here as, as a village, a network of support, do you promise to aid this family, this husband, this wife, this father, this mother, so that this young child will grow up to know who his Savior is? As you continue to hold your child as the priest of your home, the one who sets the standards, the one who sets the rules. I want to pray for you as the head of the house holding this young child. I want to also pray for you as help meet 
but as the one who brought this child into the world, that God will allow every promise that has been his to be fulfilled in your lives. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, how gracious you are and how thankful we are. Bless now this family. Bless now this child, Rico, Olivia, Rylan. Keep them in your care. This support network that is here around them, surrounding them with love and support. God, I pray that you use them in the tough times, in the lean times, to be all that they need for them to be. In the name of Jesus. Now, God, every promise, every potential, we pray that it be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. And for his sake, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for this privilege that you have given to us. The folder that's right here will contain uh, uh, the, uh, the certificate of dedication as well as the program that we just used uh, that contains these words in it. God bless you. Amen. Let the church say amen. Well, God bless you. God bless you. We will, I guess we've made our way to the word of God. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you all saw it, but when I started praying, he lifted his hand up. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see that? I was so blessed by that. <laughs> Amen. Listen, we're going to get one more selection by uh, our virtual voices and this, uh, these musicians. We ask that you pray for the word of God.
An amazing God ought to get an amazing praise. I'm just saying. I'm just saying an amazing God ought to get an amazing praise. I'm just saying an amazing God ought to get an amazing praise. I'm, I'm just saying an amazing God ought to get an amazing praise. I'm just saying an amazing God. And I, I mean, if he's an okay God, then just give him an okay praise. But if he's an amazing God, seems like to me you ought to be willing to give him an amazing, an amazing, an amazing praise. An amazing praise. He's amazing, incredible God, wonderful God, awesome God, fantastic God, amazing God, my God, my God, amazing God, so amazing, so amazing, so amazing, you're amazing, he's amazing. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amazing God. Amazing God. Amen. What a tremendous, tremendous day this is. This is a special day, particularly for 2021. These graduates. For you and your families as you celebrate the diplomas and the degrees that you have had or will soon have conferred upon you. You know, all graduations are special, but I don't think I would be wrong to say that these diplomas and these degrees are of a special ilk in that they shall forever be remembered for the special time during which they were attained. Much like the prophet Isaiah, Reverend Farah marks that moment of his encounter with God by identifying it with the year that King Uzziah died. Your graduations come at a particular time in history with a lot of different markers. You could mark your graduation as the year, the worldwide pandemic. It could also be the year that the U.S. Capitol was attacked by an angry mob. It could be, I'm just talking about ways to mark it. It could be the year that the police officer who murdered George Floyd was found guilty of murder. Any number of ways that you could mark this year, any number of unfortunate backdrops could serve as a marker of time for such an awesome achievement. But I pray that beyond all of this that you let what has happened over the course the last 14 months remind you of the fact that with God all things are possible. You have earned these awards, these diplomas, these degrees in the midst 
of wearing masks, being socially distanced from peers and professors, meeting through virtual platforms or learning on hybrid schedules. You, you have earned these diplomas and these degrees when our nation was seeming to come apart along racial and political lines. You earned these degrees in the midst of increasing social unrest, the likes of which have not been seen since the 1960s, and through all of it, you have persevered. You made the adjustments. You mastered the pivot, adapted to new realities that were before you. With all of those things swirling around you and in the background, you remained vigilant and focused and accomplished what was in front of you to do. Perhaps... What is most notable is the fact that one of the most, most valuable lessons that you have learned over the course of the last 12 months, 14 months, wherever you want to begin, the most valuable lesson that you learned wasn't even a part of the written curriculum. The fact that you've earned this diploma and this degree demonstrates that you have a proficiency in this unit. That is the ability to adapt, learning to adjust, to be flexible and fluid enough to figure out how to be successful in new scenarios, how to produce on a new platform, how to shift and do it differently and successfully. That's an unintended lesson that is a transferable life skill that you will use throughout life. Because in life there will be changes. There will be reasons to shift. There will be scenarios that calls for new adaptations. And what you have had to do over the course of this last school year, life will call you to have to do it again. Prayerfully, not so dramatically, but necessarily nonetheless. And I pray that you remember that you have already demonstrated the propensity to be able to adapt. You can adjust. You can shift. You can operate in a new paradigm. You have demonstrated that you don't have to be stuck. Yeah. Some of us are. But we celebrate you today. Your Cade family celebrates this day with you. You cannot see the hundreds of people who are not only watching online but are experiencing the joy and sharing this pride of the pride of this moment, but they are on Facebook, they're on YouTube, they're on the K Chapel app, they are commenting in the chat line and, and once this service is over and you can go home, I want you to go back and see all of the comments. They've been calling your names, they've been giving you high fives, they've been doing all kind of things. Celebrating you. And this milestone in your academic and professional careers. As you walk now into this new chapter of your life's journey, it is my privilege and it is my blessed responsibility to share with you now from the word of God a message that I pray will help to guide you and provide for you both godly instruction and practical insight. We shall consider this morning writings from the pen of King Solomon book of Proverbs 4 and 7, 
This king whom the Bible declares as being wiser than any other provides these our watchwords for today. Proverbs 4 and 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. And that's what I want to talk about. Get understanding. Get understanding. Now, there's wisdom that can come from a lot of places, a lot of different sources, a lot of different situations. But for the believer, there is no greater source of wisdom than the Holy Word of God. The Holy Bible is given to us to help us be guided into the perfect will of God the Father and that his purpose and his plans for our lives might be revealed unto us and manifested through us. And I know that you read your Bibles. This morning, however, I want to give you a way to read your Bible that might help you in your pursuit of gaining its wisdom and getting an understanding of what God has to say to us. From now on, listen to me, when you read your Bible, when you read the Word of God, there are four perspectives or four approaches that I want you to use in order to get understanding of that passage. Whatever passage you're reading, read that passage asking yourself, is there a principle to apply a precept to believe, a promise to claim, or a paradigm to follow? Four questions. As you read any passage of the Bible, ask, is there a principle that I can apply? Is there a precept that I'm being asked to believe? Is there a promise that I can claim, or is there a paradigm that I'm being asked to follow? Are you with me so far? A principle to apply. Let me give you an example. 1 Corinthians 1. It reads, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty, and base things of the world, and things that are despised, yet God hath chosen, yea, and the things that are not to bring to naught things that are. All they're saying is, watch this. Here's the principle. What, what, what Paul is saying is, listen, God don't like proud folk. And he will use, watch this, humble folk to confuse proud folk. He will use humble folk, in other words, folk who don't think too much of themselves. God will use them to make folk who think the world of themselves scratch their head and figure out, how did she get that job? Wish I had a witness in here. In all you're getting, get understanding. That's a principle to apply. That if I'm humble, God will elevate me. If I'm proud, God will bring me down. That's a principle to apply. A precept to believe. I'm going to give you an example. When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is giving us something that we, he is asking us to believe. Nothing to do with it other than believe it. Believe that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way I can get to the God is by him. That's a precept to believe. Number three, a promise to claim. Hebrews 3 and 5, 13 and 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's a promise to claim. God will never leave me nor forsake me. Jesus says in Matthew 28 and 20, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. That's a promise to claim. Are y'all with me? Last thing, a paradigm to follow. 
paradigm to follow. In Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, it says uh, in verse 2, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all the work which God had created and made. God gives us here then an example for us to follow, and later he makes an actual commandment saying, Honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. Are you following me? That's a paradigm to follow. Why? Because God works six days, rests on the seventh day, and then he gives it a commandment and say, keep the seventh day holy. That's a paradigm, an example for us to follow. Everybody with me so far? All right, so, 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 I want to go back now and give you one for each. As you graduate, I want to share with you a biblical principle, a precept, a promise, and a paradigm that will help you on your journey. Here it is. Number one, a principle for you to apply. Here it is. Here's the principle, and I got to admit, I'm borrowing this one from Pastor Charles Stanley. He's a pastor over in Atlanta, uh, but, but I, love his, I love his work. I love his preaching. I love his teaching. But here, here's what he said. He says, you reap what you sow more than you sow and later than you sow. Look at it, he said, you reap what you sow more than you sow and later than you sow. Paul writes that. Paul writes about that in Galatians 6 and 7. He says, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the, reap, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Here it is, here it is. God's principle for sowing and reaping is one that you can trust is active in the world right now. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. You hear these folk in this house saying amen? That's because they done sold some stuff and they done reaped some stuff. I wish y'all would talk to me in here. Listen, whatever you sow, you will Reap. You can't get around it. It's a reality of life. What you put into others' lives, it's coming back to you. What you sow into other people's experiences, it's coming back to you. Amen. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm praying and hoping that these amens are about good stuff that have been sown in the folks' lives. Amen. The fact that they've, the reason they're testifying is because they can witness and say, I've sown some patience into, into some situations. I've sown some prosperity in other folks, and, and that stuff has come back to me. Do I have two or three witnesses over here? Amen. Yeah, I've sown some good things. I've sown love, and love came back to me. I've, I've sown hospitality, and hospitality came back to me. I've sown giving, and giving came back to me. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Whatsoever a man soweth that, he shall also reap. And you got to understand that as you go into college. You go into college. If you study in college, whatever you sow, you'll reap. But if you don't study in college, whatever you sow, wish I had a witness in this house. If you don't study, you only give half-hearted attempts in completing your assignments. There is fruit from that seed that you've sown. It's called an F. You will reap what you sow. 
if you're having to be told over and over again what to do at work and, 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 and you're coming to work late and, 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 and checking in and punching in and, and not being honest on your time sheet, there's fruit that you're going to reap from that seed. It's called being fired. If, 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 you, if you're up late at night and, and, and always snacking and not exercising, I'm talking my college students now. I ain't talking about y'all. I'm talking my college students. I'm preparing them as they go to college. What y'all talking about? If, if that's what you do, there's some fruit that comes with that. They call it the freshman 15. And let me tell you something about church folk and family folk too. They'll tell you when you didn't. Amen. I got an usher here who will witness to that. They'll tell you when you done put on some pounds. Amen. But if you study in earnest, not just when finals come and you, you're in study groups and you're talking to your professor about things that you don't understand, you might not get an A, but you won't fail. If you're completing all your tasks at work without being told and, and you're reporting to work early and you have a pleasing attitude and, and your, your personality is right, you, you, you're going to be promoted because people can trust you. All I'm saying is you will reap what you sow. Let me help you with this real quick. You may not reap it immediately. There's some things you sow now that the harvest is going to catch up with you later. I wish I had a witness in here. That's why Paul says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap if you faint not. Yes, there are some things that you won't see immediate results from. You got to wait on its season. You got to wait for the harvest. Even at the end of the semester, you know grades are coming. At the end of a pay period, you know a check is coming. But there are some things that you sow and you don't know when it's coming back to you. But the principle you can rely on whatsoever a man sows, that he shall reap. You can apply that. Number two, here's a precept for you to believe. Adversity is a bridge to a greater realization of self and a deeper relationship with God. Adversity is a bridge to a greater realization of self and a deeper relationship with God. Paul says in Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 1, and I'm reading from the contemporary English version, it says, by faith we have been made acceptable to God and now because of our Lord Jesus Christ we live at peace with God. Christ has also introduced us to God's undeserved kindness on which we take our stand. Watch this. So we are happy as we look forward to sharing in the glory of God. But that's not all. We gladly suffer because we know that suffering helps us to endure. And endurance builds character, which gives us a hope that, we, that will never disappoint us. All of this happens because God has given us the Holy Spirit who fills our hearts with his love. Listen, the poet John Keats said that by raising a question this way. He said, do you not see how necessary a world of pains and troubles is to school and intelligence and make it a soul? 
Let me, let me break that down. Here's what you got to believe as a believer. That adversity, troubles, suffering, all of that lead to a deeper understanding of who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ. Paul says we glory in tribulation, not because we're glad that grief has come upon us, but because we believe that on the other side of grief and on the other side of hurt and on the other side of pain, there is the perfecting purpose of God being performed in our lives. Listen, you don't grow strong physically just by thinking. You grow strong physically by exercising. Come on and talk to me if you can. In other words, you got to go through something. You don't gain endurance just by praying for it, but you gain endurance by putting yourself to the test and going a little bit further than you went last time, going a little bit longer than you went last time. And because you go a little bit further and a little bit longer, your endurance gets greater. Do I have a witness in here? Yes, yes, yes. And, and here's the thing. Adversity is a bridge to a deeper realization of what's in you. What you're made of, what God has given you to work with. And the only way you discover that, you got to go through something. You don't know what's in you until you've been through something. You don't know if you can fight if you ain't ever been in one. Y'all ain't talking to me. It's, it's, it's when you've gone in and had to do something that you didn't know was inside of you that you discover more about yourself and more about the God who created you. You do not learn about God in green pastures. You learn about God in brown fields. I'll say that again. You do not learn about God in green, but let me say it another way. You don't learn about God besides still waters. You learn about God in storms. Now you can be thankful for green pastures. You can be thankful for storms, but you learn about the protective hands of God when you're going through some things. That's why the songwriter said, I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times when I didn't know right for wrong, but in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come only to make me strong. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. And then he ends by saying, I thank God for my mountains and I thank God for my valleys and I thank him for the storms he brought me through for. If I never had a problem, I would never know that God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do through it all. You learn about God when you go through something. Thirdly, Here's a promise to claim. I'm going to wrap this up. Promise to claim. Here it is. Matthew 6 and 33. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I'm going to make this real quick. The world will tell you that there are a whole lot of things and a whole lot of stuff that will make you successful, that will make you content, that will give you fulfillment, that will bring peace in your life. Don't believe the hype. Okay, you got a no public enemy. To, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, don't believe the lie. All right? Don't believe. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. And what Jesus says is, nope, 
here's what you do. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all the stuff that you think you need. He says one, one or two things will happen. Either one, you will get a greater clarity about what life is really about and you'll discover that you don't need that stuff or he'll bring it into your life. Either way, you will have what you need in life to be happy, to be fulfilled, to be content, to be at peace, to be successful. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Finally, here it is, I'm through. I'm talking about getting understanding. Here's the last thing you gotta understand. It's a paradigm to follow. There are any number of paradigms that we can look to in Jesus' life that would be worth our time and our attention. We could look to Jesus' pattern for service. Remember, Jesus said to his disciples, listen, uh, as I've done unto you, you do also. If, if I, being your master, uh, could serve you, uh, then you serve one another. In other words, I'm not so big that I can't get down and wash feet. Wish I had a witness in here. That's a pattern for service. We could look at his model for how to love difficult people. I know you don't have any difficult people in your life, uh, but some of us have difficult folk that, that, that we know we got to love. And, and Jesus gives us a pattern for that in the fact that, that he loves his disciples Peter and Judas, the ones who would betray him and deny him, right? And he loves them until the end. That, that's a pattern we could follow. We, 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 could look, we could look at his pattern for giving glory to the Father whenever he did something. For he says in a number of passages, I do nothing on my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work through me. But, but here's the thing that I want you to get. The pattern that I want you to follow is the paradigm that Jesus gives for prayer. Everything that Jesus did, he did it by prayer. His ministry began in prayer. His life ended in prayer. Before he went to Calvary, he's found at Gethsemane in prayer. Before, before he blessed uh, the the, 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 the food and multiplied it to feed the 5,000, he blessed it through prayer. Miracles were performed as he prayed. What, are, what am I saying to you? I'm saying to you, if you're going to do anything to the glory of God, you've got to learn now how to make prayer a priority in your life. You've got to pray. Because when you pray, you're doing several things. First of all, you're saying, Lord, I recognize I don't know enough. I know I got this degree. I know this thing looks good on me. I don't even know what all this stuff is, but, but I'm wearing it, right? And they put, they put a degree with my name on and on the wall, and I've, I've studied and I've done all of the things. But when I pray, I'm saying, Lord, I ain't that smart. I have some book smarts, but Lord, you are all wise. You are all knowing. And Lord, everything that I don't know, I look to you. When you pray, 
You're saying, Lord, I recognize that I'm not the master of my fate. One of the poets will tell you that he is. I'm not the captain of my soul. He'll tell you that he is. But I recognize, Lord, that whatever I am, wherever I go, whatever I do, I am putting it in your hands. When you pray, you're inviting God into your life journey. So follow the paradigm that Jesus gives us and make prayer a priority. When you do those things, you'll get the understanding. You'll be all that God has promised you would be. And I pray that all of the good that you sow, that in its season, it will produce a hundredfold in your lives. May the Lord bless each of you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you his peace. We salute you and we celebrate you. God be praised. Give myself away I give myself away So you can use me I give myself away Give myself away so you can use me. So here I am, here I stand. Yes, Lord, my life is in your hand. Yes, Lord, I. Longing to see your desires revealed in me. So I give myself away. My God. Oh Lord. I give myself away. So you so you can use. Can you? I give myself away. I give myself away. So you, so you can use, can use me. Your life is not your own, my lord. To you, you belong. You ought to give yourself. Give yourself, give yourself, give yourself to him. Mm. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Your life is not your own. To you, you don't even belong. So give yourself, give yourself to him. Yeah.
There may be someone here this morning who needs to do just that. You've not given yourself to the Lord. You don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is the moment when you can do just that. You who are in person, you who are online, you're ready to make that commitment to Christ by giving yourself to the Lord, giving your heart to him, giving your life to him. You can do so right now simply by praying this prayer. Say, Lord, I believe now that you are the Son of God. I believe now that you died on a cross for my sin. And I believe that you rose again from the dead. And right now, by faith, I accept you as Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, if you're here and you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you're at home and you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you're at home, I want you to call the number that's on your screen. Somebody's there waiting to talk with you and lead you into next steps so that you can live out your new life in Christ. If you're here and you prayed this prayer for the first time, won't you meet me down front? Won't you meet me down front? If you prayed that prayer and you've just accepted Jesus into your life, won't you meet us down front? God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 God bless you. We're standing then for the benediction. Again, we ask you to consult uh, the K Chapel app. There are lots of announcements on. Uh, we want you to be aware of what's going on in the life of the church. So much is happening, and we want you informed. So at the conclusion of the service, uh, go on the K Chapel app. I believe there also might be some announcements running at some point. Uh, but either way, make sure that you stay informed. The calendar is there uh, to let you know each day what's happening. Also, upcoming events are there and registration opportunities are there for those of you who need to get registered for special events. Amen. Amen. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Those of you who are in service with us, we ask that you be seated. We ask that you be seated. If you'll be seated for just a moment, we're going to take pictures. Is that right? Amen. Graduates, if you will meet us on the stairs, we're going to take pictures with you quickly. All of our graduates, if you will meet us on the front stairs. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Also, Toya. Toya. Where's Toya? Toya Brown. We're going to get instructions. What do families need?